stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock, celebrating 30 years of love talking in Austin. Love talking today about being a leader people can follow to Jesus. With guest Nathan Jones with Fellowship Christian Athletes. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Morning. This is Evelyn Davison in the studio of the beautiful KLGO here in, well, in the heart of Central Texas, <laughs> in the big city of Austin, and we want to welcome you today to um, to our programming. We're going to be talking again with some very special uh, about some very special things, but more than that, we're going to be talking about love walking and love talking with Jesus. How about that, Kathy? I am looking forward to today's show, and it's wonderful waking up and not having to throw my robe on straight <laughs> away. I mean, it's so nice waking up and having it be in the 50s, and you know, the girls have discovered weather and a weather app. And so every day we look at this weather app. So for the first time in my life, I actually know what the weather's going to be for the entire week coming up. And so we're going to be in the 70s all week long. It's Isn't that so exciting? Nice. Well, I need it. My bones are a little bit dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in this series, uh, Kathy, uh, about talking and walking uh, in ways that people can look at us. 
and see how great Jesus Christ is. I love this topic, Evelyn, talking about developing godly leaders, leaders that others can follow to Jesus. It's really given me a new perspective on what it means to be a godly leader and to ask myself, who am, who am I following? And can others actually follow me to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you look in front of you, but then you also look behind you. And, you know, I think especially... You know, that is so interesting, <coughs> Kathy. Uh, oh, seven or eight years ago, uh, I uh, planned an event with Max Lucado. Mm. And uh, he called me up about two weeks before the event and asked me what I wanted him to preach. And I said, well, first of all, Dr. Max, you're not going to preach. You're going to reach. You know, reaching is reaching and preaching is preaching. <laughs> anyway, he laughed because I've known him a long time. And uh, so he preached me the outlines to five sermons. Wow. And then when he finished, he said, now, which one of those? I said, I'm going to tell you what I tell my husband. When he asks me a question, I don't know. I tell him to ask God. <laughs> but anyway, he, then he said, you know, I've been writing this book on 23rd Psalm. And I said, really? That's interesting. I've been studying that lately myself. Mm. And I said, you know, the thing about it that, that has really buried itself in my heart is the last verse. Because I always said, Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your mm-hmm. life, my mm-hmm. life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I've always dwelled on dwelling. And I said, one day I was just thinking about the footsteps behind me, the legacy that we mm-hmm. live, mm-hmm. leave behind us of goodness and mercy. Yes. That's what Jesus did. Mm. And that's what people see in our lives is that, you know, we call it footprints in the sand of time. Mm -hmm. But it Mm -hmm. is those things that we are or that we become Mm -hmm. as we trust him. I love that looking at, you know, we have talked a fair bit about legacy in this series. And, um, you know, what are you leaving behind you? I love that you say, you know, talking about goodness and mercy, grace. And then looking forward, you know, we're talking about the love of God. And, you know, I love the, that, um, what is it? It's, I think it's in Corinthians where it talks about love is patient, love is kind. Yes. And just those two things, I love that God puts those first. Love is patient, love is kind. And, you know, we're going to be talking about, um, as we talk about the word and the work, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about those principles of love. Right. Well, you know, this, uh, we've also got some great things coming up, Kathy. We are geared up to begin planning for the National Day of Prayer, which will mm-hmm. be that first Thursday in May. And you and I both are deeply involved in that in organization and motiv- mobilization. Yeah. And, um, we, you know, I know that you have um, a great event. Uh, our big event in Austin starts on Monday. Well, actually, mm-hmm. it's on Sunday night. We have a, a regional rally, and we're going to have. Uh, um, Senator Birdwell, Brian Birdwell, mm-hmm. and then Monday we have the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, and you can go to the website to get your reservations now, www.ndpaustin.org. And, Evelyn, I mean, the spring is such an exciting time. You know, I love Valentine's Day. It kind of mm-hmm. gets everything yes. focused on love, and, you know, when we – I have – um friends and stuff that want to get together with Eric and I, they know the fall is best for us because in the spring, it is a busy time with the National Day of Prayer. And it's so amazing to see all of these events. One of the things, my favorite thing about the National Day of Prayer is that um, every community has the unique privilege Mm -hmm. to organize an event. You know, if you are out there and you are in a community and you say, hey, I would love to gather uh, um, on my community in 
uh, for prayer on the National Day of Prayer, which is the first Thursday in May. This year, that's May the 1st. You know, you can go on to the website, nationaldayofprayer.org, and you can register there as a coordinator. They give you all kinds of information, guidelines, project management tools to put together a community event, and then you really get to see what the Lord does. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, I have the privilege of doing this with a team of five amazing ladies in Georgetown, and we have seen the Lord do incredible, incredible things um, in our community through this prayer gathering. Well, you know, that is exciting. And, of course, we get really excited about But i tell you something else I'm excited about today is our guest. Oh, oh yes. I, this is going to we're going to have a great discussion. And it's so neat. When we were talking before the show was starting, you know, Evelyn, you flipped over your, your Bible and you were looking at this um, Maxwell Leadership Bible and you read the first thing you saw out of there, and it was interesting. Our guest, Nathan Jones, who we're going to get to um, talk to here in just a minute, he says, well, what you just read, that's what I want to talk about today. And so <laughs> That's it, Christ's plan, Kathy. Yes. That's, quite, that's why we're here. I tell you, I'm just a little holly homemaker, and uh, I've spent 30 years talking. Uh, it amazes me. I can imagine that it amazes my husband and my family. But let's introduce your, your friend today. Okay, well, I I don't mean to be inappropriate or mean in any way, but I think it would be fun if we asked him to introduce himself. I agree. Now, I'll give his title, but he gets to do the highlights. So, Nathan Jones, he is the multi-area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, Nathan, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. What a privilege and pleasure to be with you all. Before I introduce myself, I, I need to tell the listening audience, these two ladies sitting in front of me are amazing. I had a chance to catch up with Evelyn in the hallway just asking about her story and what an incredible woman of faith that I'm sitting across the table from today. So thank you for having me. I'm humbled to be here. Well, we're we're delighted to have you. <laughs> and then getting to know Kathy a little bit. Uh, wow, what a story she has. I don't know if she's ever told that on the radio or not, but at some point along the listener's journey, uh, they need to hear the story about how this woman of God came to know Christ and fall back in love with Jesus and the the plan that he had for her, taking her to Las Vegas and Australia. and I mean, I'm sitting across the table from two uh, incredible women, so thanks for having me here. Well, tell us who Nathan, Nathan Jones is. Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. Uh, if my wife were sitting at the table, she'd probably have some things to share, but since she's not here, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and fill in some gaps. Uh, Nathan Jones grew up in uh, South Texas, born in Kansas, uh, moved to South Texas when I was a little boy. Uh, had the privilege and blessing of growing up in a Christian family. My mom and dad knew the Lord. Uh, they raised my brother and I, just one sibling. They raised us to know the Lord. Uh, when I was seven years old, I uh, gave my heart to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that day. I was one of these little kids uh, that every time there's a backyard Bible club or vacation Bible school, who wants to give Jesus their heart? I do, I do, you know. <laughs> And I probably prayed the the prayer probably, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a hundred times. But I remember one Sunday, it was one of those classical white-knuckle experiences. I don't know what the preacher preached on. I'm just a little kid, right? I'm only seven. But I can remember hearing the voice of God. And I I equate it to much of what I believe Samuel must have felt like Mm -hmm. when God spoke to him. And he kept running to Eli. And Eli said, hey, Nathan, hey, Samuel, it's not me. It's God. Listen to God. I can remember God speaking to my heart. Showing me who he was and saying, Nathan, I, I want you to give your life to me. 
What was your life as a child? What was that like in a family? Oh, it's fantastic. I grew up uh, on 20 acres of property my folks owned. We were in the country at the time, which has now been taken in by the city of McAllen. But in the time we were in the country, growing up with friends, they'd come over. We would laugh and play and throw rocks and chase the cows and i mean it was just such <laughs> we'd run in our area there's a lot a of bit rambunctious <laughs> chasing those poor little cows now you didn't tip the cows did you well Nathan? i won't say all the things we did to cows but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> uh we ran uh orange groves uh, there were orange groves all over our area growing up as a kid we'd have orange fights just just playful playful times yeah. growing up as a kid yeah it was fun. You know, it makes me think it's funny. Whenever I take the milk out of the fridge, I always shake it up before I pour it. So, you know, if you kind of shake the cow up before you milk it, it could make the milk a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, how did, how did you come to know, uh, Nathan, that God loves you enough that you could uh, trust him for the plan that he had in your life? You know, I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a, a Christian home, mm-hmm. and I attribute a lot of my understanding of God and His love to my parents. To your parents, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that uh, in the moments to come. Um, but yeah, mom and dad were key. You know that's exciting because I did not grow up in a Christian family, and um, I had some pretty hard things to overcome in, rega- in regard to that. Uh, but we are talking today with Nathan Jones. Nathan is with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we're talking, or going to be love talking today about walking and working in a way that people can look at us and see that God's real. Right after this. Because of your partnership, the Word 1490 has broadcast throughout Austin and Central Texas for over 38 years. I like how there's lots of variety. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for the investment you've made in the Word 1490. Information with inspiration. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Hill Country Landscape's professional staff is ready to help you. 
Whether you desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property or new sprinklers and lighting, Hill Country is the one to call. They can take the ordinary and turn it into extraordinary. Owner Tim Smith is an A&M graduate landscape architect and designer. He and Hill Country's professional staff work with both homeowners and commercial property owners. Award-winning projects include commercial terracing, bed and floral creation, sprinklers, lighting, and award-winning flagstone patio installations. They can take your drab yard or commercial site and kick it up a notch with creative rock work and beautiful plant selections. With over 45 years' experience, there is no better choice than Tim Smith and the good folks at Hill Country Landscape. Call Hill Country Landscape today at 512-848-0659. That's 512-848-0659. Or check us out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. License number 4089. Good morning and welcome back to Love Talk on KLGO The Word, streaming live to you at klgo.net and coming to you on 1490 AM, KLGO The Word, information with transformation. And uh, we're in the studio today. I'm Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries and Evelyn Davison, America's Honorary Prayer Coordinator, talking about leadership. And our focus this morning is on the word and the work. And we have our very special guest, Nathan Jones, with us. Nathan, um, welcome back to our second segment. We're talking, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier about your, your parents, and coming to know the Lord initially at age seven. In talking about leadership, can you tell us, was there a special leader that the Lord brought into your life that God really used to develop you as a leader? Absolutely. And once again, I, I've got to go back to my parents. Um, growing up in our household, there was never a time when we were allowed to think or act like we could not do anything. We were in a can-do environment. Our parents pushed my brother Ernest and I forward uh, in everything that we tried. They said, go for it. Uh, there was never a moment when we were, I can't remember a time when we thought we couldn't do anything. Mm. And so being in a, a very positive environment, a very driven environment uh, mm -hmm. at times, uh, <laughs> along with uh, being the person God made me to be, designed me to be, mm -hmm. I went after everything in life. And my parents continued to lead with love. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say lead with love, every time I would try something, whether it was piano, uh, I was involved in a million sports, I did drama, I was involved in church, I took on uh, just about every kind of leadership role I could take on, both in school and in church. My parents loved me through all of that, mm -hmm. and that was really the fuel behind my leadership. And when I, when I think about how did they show love, uh, when I think about how was that demonstrated or really act out, because I can't really put my finger on any one thing my dad ever said or my mom ever did. It's just, I, I think it was just the, the whole picture of time that they spent with us mm -hmm. um, involved in our lives in every moment and aspect of our life. You just have painted a picture of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, just about. Yeah. Well, the Father the Father tells us in his word, um, kind of instructions to dads, that if you want your children to know who I am, they're going to see uh, me through you. And that is my parents completely. 
And so you really started out this way, being very active, very involved. And, I mean, it's never stopped. When you, you know, I got the privilege of reading a little bit through your bio, and it talks about the fact that you've led missions work in four countries. You've traveled to 35 of our 50 states. And currently your recent favorites are Israel and Kenya. I mean, I just think that's so interesting. And, you know, getting involved in, in, in so much, I think, as Christians, we can become quite exhausted and we know that while um, doing work that the Lord has prepared in advance for us is important there is something that's more important than the work that we do and that's the relationship that we have and so I I can really see here in, in in reading your bio that is that relationship that you have that active relationship that is fueling all this amazing work that you're doing absolutely and I need to be a little transparent with our listening audience that I have uh, quite a journey that I've walked with God over the last several years to have brought me to the place where I am. Um, being that I grew up very driven, I, I played college football. I, you know, excelled mm-hmm. in many things in life and got into the ministry world and excelled in ministry. In my mind, excelled in ministry and got into the professional world and became vice president of our construction company. And we grew it from three million to twenty-five million, and just mm. have had a lot of opportunities afforded mm-hmm. me to really um, test my salt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And because of all that I've done professionally in life, God had to really put the brakes on. Mm-hmm. And about three years ago, uh, well, no, about seven years ago, I started having some symptoms that were indescribable. Six and a half years ago, diagnosed with cancer. I'm a cancer survivor. Wow. And through that whole journey, um, God has realigned some of my priorities Mm-hmm. And from the outside looking in, the people looking at my life would have never known some of the internal core issues that God needed to straighten out. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked at me as, well, yeah, he's, you know, minister, he's, you know, deacon, he's leader in our church, leader in the youth. Whenever uh, there was a gap to fill, I'd step in and fill it in the church and serving president of our FCA board. I mean, mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, everything looked great. And, and, and I was serving and I was giving, you know, we, we did well financially and a lot of giving, but... God, who made me and loved me, said, I have something more for you than what you have now. And the only way I can teach you this is by taking you through a journey. For me, it was mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember sitting in the room at MD Anderson in an exam room because I would go for biannual checkups. And there was a group of men in there, and I'd ask them their story. And, and I got everybody's story. And then they looked at me because I was the youngest one in the room. They were all in their 70s and 80s. And they, yeah. finally, they looked at me and said, well, Young man, tell us your story. And I told him, I said, I tell you this, guys, I thank God for my cancer. And they looked Mm -hmm. at me and said, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. I said, no, 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 no. God could have done uh, any number of things to get my attention. But he just chose something simple like cancer that he can heal. Mm -hmm. And I thank God Mm -hmm. for bringing to pass the things that need to be brought Mm -hmm. to pass in order to bring me to where I am today and leading in such a different manner. Because I was driven, I mean, ask a lot of my friends, a lot of the guys that knew me, I mean, I... There's no mountain too high to climb. We're going to get there. <laughs> and when we get to the top of that mountain, let's look for another peak. And let's climb that one. But God said, Nathan, you're so driven on accomplishing tasks. And even though the tasks are great, it's people. Mm-hmm. It's relationships. Mm-hmm. Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commandments? Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about doing anything. It wasn't about accomplish this, accomplish that. It's about love me mm-hmm. and love your neighbor. It's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I mean, God really created us for relationship. He created us to desire that intimacy, to desire that camaraderie, to um, sit across from the table with someone and break bread. I mean, the relationship, I think, is the greatest blessing that we can have. Um, ah, I, I love that. Okay, I want to talk a bit about, about lead. We have this question, who is called to lead? You know, I, am, am I called to lead? Is Evelyn called to lead? Who, who is it that is called to lead? Absolutely. That's a great question. When I was reading God's Word earlier this year, kind of going over the issue of leadership, God brought me across a truth that I had not seen in this light before. Everyone is called to lead. Leadership is a call from God to discipleship. If you're a Christian, if you're a mom, a dad, if you're a coach, if you're a, in any position in life, it doesn't matter where you are, God is calling you out to lead. Now, now behind that leadership is a key word I hope we talk, talk it thoroughly about today, and it's love. Mm. Yeah. Because without love, leadership doesn't happen. Mm. But it's the fuel. It's the fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, yesterday, Valentine's Day, right? I mean, this is the everybody's yeah. kind of in that moment of love right yeah. now. Probably 1 Corinthians 13 was read more yesterday yeah. uh, than probably any other season of, of the year. It's all about love. Mm-hmm. You know, as leaders, whatever hat you're wearing, as leaders, if you leave out love, mm-hmm. you're just creating noise along life's journey. Mm-hmm. When I get back to my parents, the, the ones you asked earlier, who did God bring into my life? The reason that they are high impact players of leadership over my life is the lo- it's love. It's love. It, it's, it's the fact that my dad, being the, the president of owner of Rio Valley Construction, he's busy. I mean, he is one of the busiest men on the planet. I used to kid my friends, my dad's the guy that gets up early, that wakes up the rooster, that wakes everybody else up. I mean, that's my dad. <laughs> he's a busy guy. But he, I can count on one hand my entire life the number of recitals he missed, games he missed. Mm-hmm. He was involved, spent time in my life. Love, mm-hmm. love, love. Mm. What is... Our responsibility, or what is your responsibility uh, to be a leader? Are you responsible? Absolutely. And I know uh, I was looking at the text uh, I think we're going to get to a little bit later in, in, for, in 2 Timothy 2. And Paul was very clear that our responsibility is simply to carry forward that which was placed into us. And because I have been the recipient of much blessing, much blessing, I am automatically required by God, responsible by God, privileged by God Mm -hmm. to carry the mantle forward of loving those in my life that God has placed in my life. Whether it's my wife, my kids, my relationships at church, my relationships at work, everyone I come in contact with, Mm -hmm. I am completely responsible for pouring out what's been poured into me. You know, and I love that you referred back to what Paul shared um, in in Second Timothy, and you know he reflects on the fact that he says he's I'm sitting in jail right now, but he said, but God's <clears throat> but God's word is not in, in jail, jail. Yeah. and so when we talk about um, the words that we share 
as leaders and the work that we do as leaders the word that God gives us when we send out, I mean, obviously, it won't return void. And Paul, he was leading from jail. So it would seem to me that there is no place on earth that you could possibly be that would limit you from that position of leadership. Absolutely. And Paul is one of the most fantastic um, men that is described in the New Testament as far as leadership is concerned. When I think about a man who... Um, has lived on both sides of the track, so to speak. He, he mm-hmm. knows what it's, ha- what it's like to have plenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like to be in jail um, and have nothing as far as the world's concerned. Yeah. But whether he's on the right or the left of the tracks, his life is the same. He continues to pour out of him into others in any environment, any situation he finds himself in with the same measure mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not I, I love this people group more than this people group or, or because I have... Ten years of history, I'm going to love them more than the guy I just met today. Mm-hmm. Paul continues to project the love of Christ in every situation we find him and get to read about him in the Word. And it's beautiful. I'm in a, I'm in a once a week, um, I'd say called Bible study. It's more just a gathering of some really incredible men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet on Wednesdays during the lunch hour. And we've been going through 1 Corinthians together. My call, my pastor, who's really kind of... Uh, the pastor of pastors in our area. There's a lot yeah. of young guys. I say young guys. I like to consider 30s and 40s <laughs> young, right? There's Watch younger. <laughs> he is uh, sort of the father to us all. And he's been walking us through uh, 1 Corinthians. And as we journey this together, we, we've landed in, in uh, chapter 4 this last week of 1 Corinthians. And Paul, Paul talks about how um, he's telling his listeners, imitate me. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of camped out on that. Imitate me. What does that mean? Because Paul's a leader. Paul is, is addressing a church that he's going to be going back to soon. And what does, it, what does he mean, imitate me? You know, you look at Paul. He's got a pretty colorful life. Yeah. As we, as leaders of God, are living around those that we do life with, mm-hmm. it is appropriate for us to be able to look at them and say, imitate me. Yeah. The good and the bad. The transparency of it all. That comes from the Word. Yes, it does. The Word is alive. And if we're out there, we have to be the Word. We have to be alive. It is time for us to take our break. We're going to take that. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about what is it that uh, we need to do today to train our young people to have a perspective of love and God's Word and working it out so that people can follow us to Jesus right after this. I very much enjoyed it. I loved everything about it. Tell a friend about the Word 1490, information with inspiration for Austin and Central Texas. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Hill Country Landscapes professional staff is ready to help you. Whether you desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property or new sprinklers and lighting, Hill Country is the one to call. They can take the ordinary and turn it into extraordinary. Owner Tim Smith is an A&M graduate landscape architect and designer. He and Hill Country's professional staff work with both homeowners and commercial property owners. Award-winning projects include commercial terracing, bed and floral creation, sprinklers, lighting, and award-winning flagstone patio installations. They can take your drab yard or commercial site and kick it up a notch with creative rock work and beautiful plant selections. With over 45 years' experience, there is no better choice than Tim Smith and the good folks at Hill Country Landscape. Call Hill Country Landscape today at 512-848-0659. That's 512-848-0659. Or check us out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. License number 4089. And welcome back to uh, Love Talk on the Word, KLGO, coming at you at 1490 AM, live streaming at klgo.net. You can always check out our archives on lovetalknetwork.com for any past shows that you've missed. Or if you'd like to uh, listen once again to this show in the future, just visit us on lovetalknetwork.com for all of those archives. I'm Kathy Indebrock in the studio this morning with Evelyn Davison and our very special guest, um, Nathan Jones, who's multi-area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I love the discussion today around developing godly leaders. And our focus today is on the word and the work. And, you know, Nathan, right before we were going out, um, we mentioned youth and being involved with FCA. I mean, that is so much. I mean, if not all about the youth and developing the youth, those leaders of tomorrow. And as a parent myself, you know, my my husband and my kind of greatest concern is that we will pour into these three girls of ours. And then once they go off to college, you know, our our degree of influence is just just so removed all of a sudden and they're standing there on their own in a new world in a new world with so many different influences and you know they have these authorities over them and their professors and teachers who are going to influence their thinking and I think a lot of times students will accept those authorities as their leaders but that is not the case because someone is an authority over you uh, that does not mean they they are your leader. A leader is someone you choose to follow. 
Tell me about FCA. What is FCA doing to, to train those youth and equip them to be leaders in today's culture? Absolutely. And let me just share with our listening audience for a moment about what FCA, who FCA is. Uh, FCA was uh, pioneered back in 1954. A coach out of Oklahoma received a vision from God about uh, utilizing professional athletes to impact the world for Christ. Mm-hmm. 1954, he literally mortgages his car, Don McLennan, drives to Pittsburgh, from Oklahoma and sits in the office of the pirate organization because he knew the owner, Ricky Branch, he knew that, that he was a Christian. So the owner says, well, I'll give this guy, this coach from Oklahoma, I'll give him five minutes to come talk to me. Mm. Well, three hours later, the discussion's over. He walks out with a check for $30,000 and FCA is born in 1954. Wow. From that point forward, God has absolutely blessed the ministry. There is over 1,100 uh, I call, call us missionaries, of which I'm one. We're across mm-hmm. the United States. Now we're global. We're reaching other countries. And we're just sharing the gospel through the vehicle of sports. And, and really, I love the way my boss, Wade Hopkins, puts it. We, we share to and through coaches. You know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about the, the daunting task of reaching even my area, which is South Texas, uh, I've got 320 schools that I'm given responsibility over. Mm. And that's the smallest area of Texas. Uh, Texas is divided into five areas. I've got the smallest area, 320 schools. So when we think, those of us in charge, when we think about reaching all these students that we have to reach, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. How do we get this done? Well, we reach the coaches. That's really my, my job and pleasure and joy is to come alongside the incredible coaches who are in the trenches day in and day out to love on them, encourage them, stand with them as they reach into the school systems and reach all these students. Man, there are, there's a, a jillion opportunities for students to get plugged into the Fellowship mm-hmm. of Christian Athletes, whether it's through a local huddle on their campus, connecting with other student athletes, or just students in general mm-hmm. come to our FCA meetings, even, even the ones who aren't athletes. They love what they see going on. They love the connection with peers mm-hmm. who are trying to come together to do life right, to live life well, and along that journey, those who don't know Christ get introduced to the love of Christ and become Christians and know the Lord. And for those who are already Christians, their faith is strengthened as they walk with other students. So when I'm thinking about my, my wife and I, we have four kids, a fifth grader, a seventh grader, an eighth grader, and a sophomore in high mm-hmm. school. We are passionate about them connecting with other Christian students. And, and in our culture where we live, one of the best uh, things going on is the FCA on their local campuses. Now, I have a question for you then. If we have a parent or a student that's listening and they say, well, that sounds kind of neat, how would they go about finding out if there is an FCA huddle, as you put it, on their campus or, or who to get in contact with? Every area is a little different. Um, but a general rule I would say is go to go to your principal, go to the administration. If there's an FCA club on your campus, the administration will know about it. Mm-hmm. That's simple. If there's not, wow, there's FCA staff in your area that would love to come alongside you. You can go on our website mm-hmm. at fca.org and find uh, anything you're looking for. You can find local staff in your area who they're a phone call away. They would love to come alongside you and help you start a, an FCA huddle ministry on your campus and we've got some huddles that have two or three students. So don't think you're too small. Like, well, there's only a couple of us. Go for it would be my advice. Go for it. Gather together and see what the Lord does. We have other ministries. One in our area has a couple of hundred students who come every week for Bible study. They fill the gym. They open the Word. And they pray together. So whether you're two or 200, gather together. 
And I love it because a lot of those that are 200, those probably started out as two or three. Absolutely. You mentioned, or we mentioned earlier, our scripture today is from 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 13. And there is absolutely no mess in this message, Alan. I mean, it is so clear as to what you have said to us today. It says that this, my son, and, and Paul is talking to a young man, young Timothy, Mm-hmm. And Timothy was kind of in trouble uh, in the church around, and people weren't taking um, notice of the things that needed to be handled, and they didn't think he was experienced enough to do that. And he had some real leadership uh, issues going on. And and this is what Paul said to him. He said, so my son, throw yourself into this work for Christ. And the work we're talking about here is, is not labor necessarily. It is that work of being on mm-hmm. site, inside, representing the love that you've talked about for the Lord Jesus. And pass on what you've heard from me, and the whole congregation said amen, to reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. Amen. You know, How wh- important is that in our day today? Oh, it's it's key. It's, it's what Jesus left us here to do. I mean, if we weren't uh, supposed to be pouring into other people, I guess it, Jesus would go ahead and come back and take us home. <laughs> yeah. But the whole reason we're left here is to pour into other people. Mm-hmm. And I got, if I could, I need to tell a story about yeah. one of my, just, he's become a dearest friend, incredible coach, mm-hmm. David Keith. David Keith is a head basketball coach at Sherry Lane High School. I've had the privilege of being his chaplain for his program for a couple of years. We went to Africa together. We did the first ever basketball camp for an orphanage of about a couple hundred kids, the Lost Boys from South Sudan. It was just an, that's a whole other amazing story to tell. But David, a few weeks ago, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm. After one of his intense basketball games, he had some crazy symptoms pop up, got diagnosed with a brain tumor. This past week, making a long story short, this past week at MD Anderson, they took out uh, a tumor from his pituitary gland about the size of an egg. The, the procedure was amazing. They, they went up through his nasal cavity into his brain, took the tumor out, and now I'm talking to him. I mean, this is just wow. a few days ago. And so when your mom tells you don't stick anything up your nose, <laughs> it's because it's connected to <laughs> something up there. Oh, but David, let me tell you the real story behind David. David has so grown in his faith and his walk with God. He's one of these coaches God has given me the privilege of pouring into yes. and entrusting the word of God. And, and we have mm-hmm. done so much rich life together. And the rich, the richness that I see now is David is pouring into others. I can't even begin to make a list mm-hmm. of the people that he's impacted in his, his wife, his children, his school district, his community. Mm-hmm. He has touched so many lives. This is a beautiful example of pouring into mm-hmm. and pouring out of. And it's the ripple effect. You know, and this is something that I think is is amazing because it just breaks right into this next scripture that that picks up right where you uh, left off, Evelyn. It says, when the going, this is from the second Timothy chapter two, when the going gets rough, take it on the chin with the rest of us the way Jesus did. And, you know, I love it. You know, Nathan, you talked earlier that you were doing all of these things, but then you got cancer and you got to a place where you thanked the Lord for that cancer because he taught you things that you needed to learn through that. He drew you into relationship with him through that. And then, then 
than your friend as well going through, a, you know, uh, a tumor in the brain and yet seeing everything that the Lord brought out of that. I think it's amazing that if we, when we turn our lives over to Christ, when we have that intimate relationship with him, it does not mean that our lives are going to be this fairy tale ending when mm-hmm. everything's going to be perfect and we're going to have perfect health and perfect friends and a perfect life. No, it means that when we go through those difficult times, we are going to have peace. We are going to have thankfulness. We are going to have joy and not anything that we are going to have to manufacture or put a mask on, but because the Lord fills our hearts with that. Well, that is what work is. And we, you know, we think about work as labor, but it's when God is at work in our lives in a way that we see him. Paul said one day to the congregation at Ephesus, I pray you the eyes of your heart will see what God's doing. Mm -hmm. We're going to take our break again and we'll come back. We're going to talk about how this really works. How the Word works in your life and in my life right after this. Stay with us. Hey, friends, help us spread the Word about the Word. I listen to it throughout the day. It inspires me. Tell a friend. The Word 1490, information with inspiration. One of the best kept secrets in Austin, First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. When you visit this exciting place, you will feel right at home and will want to stay a while. They are Jesus-loving, spirit-filled with joyful and uplifting services that include a Bible-based message aimed right at where people live. You're welcome to stop by any Sunday morning to attend the traditional service at 930 or the 11 o'clock service with contemporary music led by the local worship team by design. Visit their website at fbcpville.org. See you Sunday. Day after day, we are constantly hearing how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and good humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Taco Bell, Central Market, libraries, and churches. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online, thegoodnewsjournal.net. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is YOU-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? thinkmarketingtexas.com. thinkmarketingtexas.com.
And welcome back to Love Talk on the Word, KLGO.net, live streaming to you and, and also on 1490 AM. I'm Kathy Indebrock in the studio with Evelyn Davison and our special guest, Nathan Jones, multi-area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we are having some fun exploring this topic of developing godly leadership and walking and talking in a way that others can follow us to Jesus. And we have to know where we're going to take them there, Kathy. That's right. <laughs> it is exciting today, uh, Alan, to have you with us, and uh, Nathan. And uh, we went out talking about, you know, there is work that God does in our life. There are works that we've got to move forward in as he reveals himself and begins to bring those issues to life. But it all comes from the word. It is as we live the word in a way that people can can know that he is real. Mm-hmm. And it says in in um, the scripture we're talking, it says, So that everyone calls will get in on God's love plan for salvation through Christ in all his glory. He said, that's what I'm sitting in jail here for right now. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Paul was in jail. And he said, the reason is, that while I'm here, everyone who calls, everyone who comes into my pathway, into my territory, is going to know that works is through the Word of God. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 when you're reading that passage and, and talking about Paul, my mind was uh, automatically taken to Matthew chapter 28 and Jesus, uh, the Great Commission. If you if you read the text. His commission is as you are going through life. Yes. It's not, hey, I have, I've got a special place I'm, I want you to go. It's just in your everyday going through life, do this. Make disciples, teach, baptize. And as, as a leader, we must be willing to be transparent with those that we are doing life with. I, I have to a fault um, – <laughs> lived way more guarded than I believe Jesus wanted me to live. Mm-hmm. Even this last year, it was kind of revealing. I, I love getting dissected. I love getting personality tests and evaluations. I'm one of these guys that actually likes that kind of thing over my life. And so, oh, my goodness. I will tell you, my mom is a shrink. And so I have had more personality tests, more <laughs> everything. Before, when I started dating a boy that I liked, she would bring him in and sit him down and give him a, a profile and do a I profile do that on too, me. Kathy. Oh. <laughs> okay, so right now I'm going to say your mom needs to send me that test because my daughter's coming of age and I'm going to grill every boy <laughs> that comes through our doors. <laughs> oh, but as we go through life, you know, I, my staff, when they evaluated me this last year, one of my staff said about me um, that he, he's too guarded. He's not transparent enough with us about real life. We love the fact that he's you know, a biblical leader and he's grounded and he inspires and he's passionate. But it was almost like they were saying, well, well who are you really, Nathan? And we don't know you well enough. And so mm-hmm. uh, by design this last year, I have lived more open with my staff and with my friends and family. And I go back to the passage in, in 1 Corinthians 4 that we were talking about earlier. Even when Paul was sitting in prison, people saw the good, the bad, and the ugly with Paul. I mean, he he wasn't a, a he wasn't perfection personified. Mm-hmm. He was just Paul, mm-hmm. and even in his mess ups, people saw him come 
back towards the Lord. And we need to lead like that. Mm-hmm. We need to let people see us when we're down mm-hmm. as well as when we're on top. Now, we love the on top moments. I mean, because everybody wants to be on top, and they, mm-hmm. that's the great picture of where we want to be. But for those people who are even listening in today who are in the, in the gutter, in the pit, they're in a hole. They're hurting, mm-hmm. and they shot themselves. It's not external. They did it to themselves, and they're thinking, well, golly, what about me? Well, I'm here to tell you I've been in that pit and that gutter too. Mm-hmm. And there, there are my sons that I'm leading, my daughter I'm leading, my wife that I'm leading, my staff I'm leading. They need to see Nathan mess up, mm-hmm. and then they need to see Jesus come alongside Nathan and the journey back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mess up, you fess up. You mess up, you fess up. And let the word be the salve over our lives in the good moments and in the bad moments. Because like you were saying, Evelyn, the word coming alive Mm -hmm. leads to a work that is demonstrative of what the world needs. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I love it that when you mess up, sometimes that is so revealing about who you are. And I I think in order to be transparent, we have to know, I mean, especially as youth, Youth trying to figure out who they are, what's important to them, how has God wired them, what are their gifts. And it's hard to share who you truly are if you're still trying to figure out who you truly are. And and I love that sometimes we will pick up identity from the world or we will allow the, the world to force identity onto us that we were never meant to have. And when we come into that relationship with Christ, you know, and just like David said, Lord, search me and reveal. I mean, I think we need that searching relationship with the Lord that he would reveal to us. This is who I have made you and designed you to be. You mentioned earlier in out of Matthew 28 is a commission. And the word commission means co-cooperative is what co means. That means you're together as you do whatever it is. And the mission is that mission that Jesus Christ laid out for us. And I simplify it, very simply. First of all, he said to them, you know, don't hang around here. Get up. Get up. He said to the disciples, get up, get out of town, and go tell. Three-point mm-hmm. outline for the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where we are today in this nation, Nathan. We have got to get up. Mm-hmm. We've got to know what it is God has to say. Go out there and deliver that message in a way to young people that they can understand it and appropriate it in their lives. Mm-hmm. Understand it and appropriate it. I've never uh, talked to a Christian yet who, after sharing their faith with someone, wasn't completely energized. Mm-hmm. When you get out and you share the love of Christ with someone who is uh, in deep need of the love of Christ, that is um, high octane. Mm-hmm. Well, he says get up and get out. That means we have got to stop hiding out in our prayer closets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I just really want to compliment you on, Nathan, is that you are out there where our kids are. And you've got a message. Mm-hmm. And it's very evident that you know what the best part of that is, is tell them. Tell them about what it is in life that is important. And, of course, it starts with the word. And that is that we are all have needs. We are all at that point in our life where whether we uh, are like Kathy said she was, she came to know Jesus was Messiah and Lord at a very early age. Mm-hmm. But she didn't fall in love with him mm-hmm. until she needed him. 
That's true. That's true. And, you know, before we close, I know that we only have a few short minutes left. I'd love, Nathan, just to ask you to speak to that person who is seeking and searching for that that meaning of life, meaning of love. Um, if if you would just talk to them about where where they're at and, and what the Lord has in store for them. Absolutely. And if you are uh, listening in today and you're one of the ones... Don't feel alone. Everyone along life's journey has that moment in life where they they come to a place where either they're empty and they know it or they have filled their life full of something they thought was going to be meaningful and they find out that didn't quite do it for me. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Jesus tells us in Mark 8.36... Whatsoever profit a man if he should gain the whole world but lose his soul. See, Jesus knew that as people, we had a void that we knew needed to be filled. And we try to fill it with so many things. And Jesus says, it's me you're looking for. It's me. Mm. The love of Christ and what he has for us is the only thing that will fill the emptiness that's inside of us. Nothing else will. God tells us in Romans 5.8 that he loved us so much... That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, Christ had to die for mm-hmm. our sins. Our sin has a price, and it's death. That's in, the, that's in God's word. God said, I see you who you are. I see you when you know you're pathetic and miserable and, and lonely and empty, and you've messed up in life, and you don't know where. I, I see that. I love you. I'm sending my son to die for you. Wow. I mean, I, when, I, when I just sit and meditate on my worst moments in life, and I, I tell people, teenagers all the time, when I talk to them, I said, you don't want to read a book called Nathan's Worst Ten <laughs> Moments in Life, or you'd run me out of the gym right now. But when I think about my worst moments in life, and we've all had bad ones, mm-hmm. and I think about God saw that and sent his son anyway to die for me, that's love. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about love, uh, Nathan, is his perfect love casts out fear Mm -hmm. the scripture says perfect love casts out fear Mm -hmm. and so often we don't do we don't get up we don't get out and we don't tell because we are we're just really fearful that we will be rejected and we don't have to worry about that because that's when the work of jesus christ through the resurrection takes hold and does the work that we cannot do Mm-hmm. And so often we don't understand that. The work that we do under the power of the Holy Spirit is work that he himself is doing. We can't do that on nope. our own. Jesus mm-hmm. is everything. I just talked to Coach Keith this morning. He woke up early. He's been spending a lot of time in the Word. And as we talked, kind of the bottom line between the two of us before we hung up, Jesus is everything. He's mm-hmm. everything. Well, we certainly want to thank you for being with us today, and uh, uh, we're going to pray for you, uh, Nathan, okay. as, as you as you move forth, because this is the future of America. You've got that future in your hands, and your hands are in the hands of God, mm-hmm. but it is exciting for us to know that he has placed you. He says in John fifteen sixteen, you didn't choose me, but mm-hmm. I chose you. Mm-hmm. And not only have I chosen you, but I have appointed you and anointed you in the field of love where you are, that you might do one thing, grow up and bear fruit. 
Amen. So I pray that you have much love fruit. It has been uh, love talk. Kathy, it's been a great day today as we've talked with Nathan Jones. It has been a fun day in the studio. You know, I always just taking mental notes, and I I always learn so much coming. And if anyone does, even if any of our listeners do want to um, get a hold of Nathan, you can reach him by email at njones at fca.org. And it has been a great day in the studio with everyone today. God bless you and have a wonderful week as you love walk and love talk with Jesus.